I'm not much of a fan of Christmas music. I like singing the music we sing in church, but I'm one of those people who gets cranky at any Christmas anything that begins before Thanksgiving. Let Thanksgiving have its moment in the sun, all right? Come on. And then moments after Thanksgiving is over, before we've even come close to finishing our leftovers, Christmas descends, and it's everywhere. Lights are blindingly bright, everyone judging each other for how cheery we are or not, and Christmas music is everywhere you go. The same Christmas music, over and over and over again. It can be maddening. Now, if you're one of those people who adores Christmas music and starts listening to it joyfully as soon as it's socially acceptable, and maybe sometime sooner, I have nothing against you. I happen to live with one of you, and we have created a playlist of Christmas music that doesn't make me want to throw things so that there can be peace in our house. But really, I don't think my crankiness about Christmas music has very much to do with the music itself. Really, I think it's about the pressure to be cheery that I feel when I hear it. It makes me anxious. I start judging myself when I'm not super smiley, sugary sweet all of the time. And it's funny because I don't judge myself about this the rest of the year. It's just not who I am. But somehow, during the holiday season, I feel I need to be a certain way. I need to show some Christmas spirit. I am a minister after all. But this is just denying myself the chance to feel what I feel and be who I am. Sometimes, at the holidays, we're not feeling that great. Perhaps we're really missing someone who isn't with us this year. Or we're not able to give extravagant presents to our loved ones. Or regardless of the time of year, there's something troubling us, something we're struggling with, some part of ourselves that we're working on that doesn't feel very good. Why is it that at this one time of the year, we are so much harder on ourselves? Why do we expect ourselves to be more than we are? To not carry the grief that we've gathered over many losses? to not have wounds that are still healing, to be superhuman, able to decorate our homes and cook outstanding meals and buy the most perfect, thoughtful, and expensive gifts for everyone on our lists, all the while maintaining whatever else we have to take care of in our lives, like work or school or caring for children. How about this holiday season we just stay human? And we accept ourselves and each other for the people we actually are. For I think it is the pressure to be so much, to smile through whatever sorrow is bubbling up in us, to deny the crankiness so as not to be called a Scrooge. I think it is this pressure that makes me the most crazy around the holiday season. We get caught up in all of the preparations that we might forget the whole point. 
what is it that we're actually preparing for. Christmas is a holiday that reminds us that love, with a capital L, exists here on earth. It's a story of holiness being born in great humility, in human flesh, in a dirty stable full of farm animals and, yes, manure. It reminds us that there is divinity within us right now. In this month of preparation, we are waiting for this reminder that we are holy, that there is a little bit of the Spirit of God within each of us. This is a time of cultivation of that Spirit, a time to honor the special parts of ourselves, to honor the human love that is normal, regular, ordinary, and everyday. In his book, We, therapist Robert Johnson writes, Many years ago, a wise friend gave me a name for human love. She called it stirring the oatmeal love. She was right. With this phrase, if we will humble ourselves enough to look, is the very essence of what human love is. And it shows us the principal difference between, between human love and romance. Stirring the oatmeal is a humble act, not exciting or thrilling, but it symbolizes a relatedness that brings love down to earth. It represents a simple willingness to share ordinary human life, to find meaning in the simple, unromantic tasks, earning a living, living within a budget, putting out the garbage, feeding the baby in the middle of the night. To stir the oatmeal means to find the relatedness, the value, even the beauty in simple, ordinary things not to eternally demand a cosmic drama, an entertainment, or an extraordinary intensity in everything. Like the rice hulling of the Zen monks, the spinning wheel of Gandhi, the tent making of St. Paul, it represents the discovery of the sacred in the midst of the humble and the ordinary. Stirring the oatmeal doesn't sound like the extravagances of Christmas preparations to me. It sounds like the normal things we do each and every day, the way in which we are there for each other, the simple living in a home that might be dirty or cluttered sometimes, caring for one another when we are sick, supporting each other when we are very stressed out offering to do more of the chores when someone just has too much on their plate. This is human love. Humble, generous, ordinary, and yet so incredible and awe-inspiring. And isn't this what we are trying to do at Christmas? Just love those for whom we care? Just share a little extra appreciation? Create a few special family memories. But the craziness and the consumerism can so easily take over. And the perfectionism and overabundance bubbles up sometimes before we even have a chance to stop it. 
we get caught in the trap of trying to be superhuman, which we ultimately fail at, and then the cycle of disappointment and shame can begin. We cannot help but be human. And being human means that we have a few wounds that are yet to heal, and wounds that have scarred in such a way that they are hardened and keep out the love around us. It means that we have failed once or maybe even twice. It means that we are flawed and we sometimes are cranky and downright angry or even mean. It means that there are rough places that we haven't yet smoothed and lessons we haven't yet learned even if they've been right in front of us on more than one occasion. This is being human. There is a certain level of humility that comes with these truths. No matter how wonderful and special and gifted and talented we are, and we are, we are also just regular folks, folks who struggle to find ways to let their light shine, who sometimes disconnect completely from our own divinity and who certainly fail to see the divinity in other people from time to time. So every single year, we are reminded with the story of the human boy who was called Love Incarnate and with a period of waiting for the coming of such love. Now, the waiting isn't because love isn't already here within us and among us. The waiting is about preparing ourselves, not for some decadent holiday about giving gifts, but for the recognition of the holy within ourselves and all around us. We are preparing ourselves to be able to see the sacred in the seemingly most humble of places, in a child, a farm animal, an immigrant worker, an incarcerated person, someone without a home, a youth that has run away, all those at the margins. And in the ordinary lives we lead, in taking out the trash, commuting to work, folding the laundry, saying you're sorry, holding hands with someone special, stirring the oatmeal. What must we do to prepare ourselves to be able to rejoice in our sacred, ordinary human lives? How are you preparing to see love in everything around you? Unitarian Universalist minister Maureen Killeran writes, No one is ever really ready for Christmas. If we were really all prepared if every gift had been contemplated, that had been contemplated had been obtained, if every present was beautifully beribboned, if all the goodies our friends deserved were baked and cooled and stored just so, if each and every person we love was gathered for our celebration, if we never snapped at someone we care about nor stopped short of being all that we could be, if our minds were 100% loving and our hearts were 100% generous, they truly would be ready, and truly we would not need Christmas quite so much. So come, Christmas, most needed of seasons. Come with the reminder that love does not depend on perfection, 
but on willingness to risk connection. Come into the unready manger of our hearts that we may feel the warmth of new life and give flesh to the promise of hope that cries to bring healing to our world. Come Christmas, come love, come hope. Be born in our unready hearts on a silent and holy night. Come. Come, Emmanuel. God is with us. Let us see the God of our own understanding with us. Beyond us, transcending the cultural insanity of this season and of our consumerist-driven society, calling us back to wholeness, gratitude, and humility. Among us, gathering up our community in love and hope, binding us together, and within us, urging us toward good and holding our hearts full of sorrow and joy. Come, let us prepare room.